Craft Beer Radio, episode 493, on March 16th, 2019. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the internet's longest-running beer podcast. Oh, yeah. I'm Greg. I dare you to try to run longer. Craft Beer Radio... I'm Jeff. Yeah, that's me, not Craft Beer. I'm Jeff. <laughs> Are you your Craft Beer Radio? I'm Jeff? Yes, I, I've changed my name. <laughs> And tonight we have a series of beers, uh, several of these you picked up? Yes, a few one, of them. One cellar turd? Well, we don't know that it's a turd. Oh, it's, yeah. a, it's, it's our, our, our um, new feature for as long as it lasts, yes. which is our... Did Jeff sell this for too long? We need a theme song for that. I, I sort of prefer just in it, uh, from the cellar. From the cellar. <laughs> Did Jeff ruin the beer by sitting on it for too long? But we're going to start... Oh, the Pilsner. This is from Koenig. Yes, it's premium beer. Uh, K O with a that's an umlaut, right? N I G. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's part of Bitburger, or it's imported by Bitburger, and it doesn't really say here where. Koenig beer. Oh, it smells nice. It's got. Oh, it's it's in Duisburg Beek. Germany. It's got a you know a clear, um, clear. What is that? Uh, it's not brass, right? Oh, oh, brassy, brass color. Nice little uh, spicy mm-hmm. bite of hops on the aroma. A little sulfuriness. I think I might have left a little bit of the pre-show beer in my glass and smelling some chocolate bock. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. We'll see if. Um, does my smell any different to you? Yeah, I mean, your smell's nice and crisp. Let me see if I can... I'll just have to work around the chocolate part. Mm. <laughs> yes, the chocolate pilsner from Carnegie. <laughs> Oops. I'm such a noob. And it smells right. I mean, it smells uh, very German. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it has a really spicy kind of mm-hmm. aroma to it. You know, the malt kind of is crispy. Hops aren't super bright, but they're still still there, still shining. 4.9% occupied volume, 33 IBU. Um, okay, it's got, it's got a decent little bite on it. It feels a little, not as, maybe not as crisp and clean as I'd like. It almost... It almost gets a little uh, uh, vegetable, like like uh, green beans. Okay. Like canned green beans thing going on. Yeah, maybe a little bit at the end. It's not bothering me too much. Pretty crisp. I like the malt flavor. The malt flavor, the malt flavor is pretty satisfying. It's this um, bright, crackery type malt. It's... Um, bitterness from the hops come in in like the mid taste and the late aftertaste and it has a good balance to it might be a little bit of like green beans or you know some kind of dms character there, yeah that's, that's really too much i mean that's that's what's hitting me most is this sort of dmse yeah, the sort of sulfury thing that just kind of it takes away from the christmas of it to me especially when the malt is just starting to really present itself the this sort of green bean like flavor comes out. 
We can try to pour some chocolate bok dregs into it and see if that helps you. It, it takes the malt from being, I think, interesting and, and, and mm-hmm. uh, pills, you know, have, having that kind of pilsner bready thing to this more uh, cooked mm-hmm. flavor. Okay. Yeah, I get it a little bit in there, but really it's at a low enough level that it's not not really killing it for me. It's not killing it, but it's just, it's not, I mean, I've had better. Sure. For sure, pilsners that you can you know that are a buck fifty on the <laughs> yeah on the shelf before. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I can't win them all. All right, what is next? All right, so what other beers do we have here? Let's go with this Brute IPA from Omegang. Mm. I picked this one up at House of a Thousand Beers last week. The Brute IPA. The Omegang is in Cooperstown, New York. They're known for making farmhouse-style beers, Belgian beers. Mm-hmm. A couple years ago, they did start putting out um, an IPA um, called Hop House. <clears throat> and I just saw, you know, a Brute IPA from them. And, you know, we've seen some Brutes here and there, but not really, haven't had really had enough to have a great like exploration of the style mm-hmm. so that's the main reason i grabbed it so it's um brewed with pilsner malt and flaked corn hopped and dry hopped with mandarina bavaria calypso and citra varietals followed by a two-week bottle conditioning process to achieve exceptional levels of carbonation um I don't know exactly what this means. Shimmering CO2 means Amagang Brute IPA will only be available in four packs of 12-ounce bottles. What does shimmering mean in that sense? Um, it shimmers. <laughs> it shimmers. I mean, so this thing does pour with a pretty big... It's interesting. The beer was pouring clear, but down towards the bottom there was a bunch of goopy, hazy stuff. And now... This looks kind of like a wit beer. Right. doesn't really look like a hazy IPA so much. It has a different kind of cloudiness to it. But the head on it is is quite interesting, right? I mean, obviously the marketing speak is talking about the head. But, I mean, this thing poured with super fine bubbles. Mm-hmm. It looks like shaving cream. looks like... Um, champagne, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it has more retention. Right. You know, champagne's going to kind of fall down mm-hmm. real fast. But, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Um and it's starting to fall here, but it did pour with an impressive. I mean, brute comes from champagne, right? That, uh, that uh, so this brute, same kind of thing, right? It's a dry mm-hmm. IPA. Um, they add enzymes in the fermenter that kind of drop out the body and make the beer more dry. At least I'm most familiar with brute coming from the world of champagne. Yeah, and that's where the name's taken from. Where like a brute or an extra brute champagne is, you know, very dry. It seems like Bavaria Mandarina is also kind of a hop that's very popular in brute. It seems like oftentimes, again in the small sample size that right. I have, it seems like they often pick that hop for their brute IPAs. So you know, we actually say the word dry a lot, but we never really express what it means. Okay. Um sure. and I think that uh 
dry really means the flavor kind of cuts out real quick. Uh, it doesn't linger. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the opposite of sweet. Right. Right. But that may or may not be helpful, right? So, I mean, where it is helpful is you won't have something that's dry and sweet. But the absence of sweet isn't helpful, right? Because that's yeah. not really what it is. It's just... The it absence just means, of something is not a good descriptor. Right. <laughs> it just means it won't, yeah. sweetness won't be... Like lingering sweetness won't be in the flavor is what mostly what I meant mm-hmm. by it. Um, but what you do get is, yeah, the kind of a clean taste at the end. Um, dry will be kind of be... Um, like a sweet beer or a sweet wine or something will kind of leave kind of a lubricating factor in your mouth, right? And a dry one won't. It'll kind of be thinner. It'll be drier. And that's probably where the term comes from, like mm-hmm. how your mouthfeel is at the end. It's, again, almost the opposite of what you get from something that's sweet. Tons of carbonation. <laughs> it has um, the way that Bavaria Mandarina plays in there. It's kind of it's a melony type hop. It almost like this first sip almost seems like it almost seems like there's coriander in this beer. It seems like it has this kind of whole wit beer type feel to it to me. Yeah. Well, there's flake corn. Okay. Um, Pilsner malt and flake corn. Yeah, I mean, just I had so much like memory that was pulling me towards Whitbeer. I would be really curious if I was having something like this blind, if I would completely just miscategorize Mm. it and start talking about how it's a Whitbeer. I mean, especially with um, just the look of it, that combined with the flavor Mm -hmm. would definitely pull you in that direction, I think. Second sip, you get a lot of the kind of European malts, I think. Is that what their malt is in here? Uh, just Pilsner and Flake Corn? Pilsner, yeah. So you're getting... <clears throat> I wouldn't have... It, like, it didn't really taste like the exact same malt as the last beer. But you could... To me, it was kind of a European-type treatment to it, where kind of more crackery, spicy. We got to also consider the yeast that they're being used, because that mm-hmm. changes the, you know, the, yeah. the taste entirely, mm-hmm. too. This is... I mean... Okay, so the <laughs> how can I? I'm just having a hard time. Go, go on, maybe okay. I'll come up with something. Sure. Yeah. So another sip. The carbonation is intense on this thing. It really just explodes in your mouth when you take a sip of this thing, and and then it cuts out real quick. It cuts out. Yeah. And it kind of cleans. Little, yeah. Cleans a lot. So like when it's in your mouth, you're getting this melony hop thing going. But it goes away pretty quickly. There's a light bitterness that kind of hangs around, light to moderate bitterness that hangs around. Yeah, you're left with that sort of with a sort of bitter melon mm-hmm. yeah. thing going on. And I'm not really noticing like a coriander type spice after the first sip. Maybe that was just kind of a palate change thing. Or maybe it was something the yeast was giving me and I'm kind of getting acclimated to it. So they say this has just 140 calories and fewer than four grams of carbohydrates. So it's kind of a light beer. I mean, it it yeah. it, it has an, a suitable amount of flavor, but I mean, like all beer, it's mostly water. But it it 
carries with it less starch. Yeah. I think it's because of the culture that they put mm-hmm. in there that acts upon, and I'm not really up on the exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> the chemical reactions that are happening there, but it, you know, it drops out the body, and apparently it drops out the carbs. Unless that's all the stuff at the bottom of the bottle <laughs> that we just poured in here anyway. We're drinking anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, who knows what, what they actually use to measure the... the yeah, so calories. maybe it's only four grams of carbs if you pour it clear. If you pour cloudy mm-hmm. like this, you're getting all the carbs. All that being said, I don't like it very much. Okay. Um, I mean, it's fine, it's drinkable, but I'm not like... I don't know. It, it's more bitter than it has to be, I feel like. Uh, I saw a tweet about a month ago. I think I might have mentioned on the show, yeah. actually. I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. Brewed IPA, the style that no one asked for. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I think as I responded to that, who asked for any style? <laughs> right. Um, it, it's... It's too bitter for me, and it doesn't have any of the stuff that would, like, it's a sweetness to counter it's that kind bitter. Of the opposite of a delicious tropical IPA, right? Isn't it? Yeah, or a milkshake IPA. It's like the complete opposite of those things. I mean, the I'll, I'll say the texture is interesting because you know, and that's what they're kind of going for, mm-hmm. I think. But unless you like something that's that's you know, kind of the lingering bitterness, I don't think it's worth it. All right, let's go into the cellar. Oh, really? Bring up the cellar right right away. All right. From the cellar. From the cellar. Terra Incognita. This was a Savor beer in 2013. Uh, Brewed by Boulevard in collaboration with Sierra Nevada. It's an American wild ale. 8.5% occupied volume. 39 IBU. Didn't have much of a pop when you popped that cork. No. Um, let's see, incorporates roughly 45% fooder aged, 30% Templeton aged, and 25% fresh dry hopped beer. Aimed at showcasing predominantly oaky characteristics. Um, and prior to the bottling, they added a dose of wild bread maniaces and allowed the beer to age for over three months, and then we allowed it to age for five more years. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> All right. So this thing poured with a lot, mm. almost no head. It pours kind of tea or uh, almost soda color. Has kind of a Flandersy aroma going on? Maybe out Flanders? There's a Flanders thing. There's definitely oxidation on this. You know, it's kind of has like almost an old ale type aroma. Yes, yeah, there it is. Yep, sure enough. I thought I smelled oak in the first sniff, but that kind of pulled me into the oxidized old ale. I'm not sure if I'm smelling oak or not. (laughs) So, yeah, it'll be curious to see how this beer is aged, because like you said, it was fooder aged. It was with Templeton's a whiskey, a rye whiskey, I think, right? Um... 
you know, so you had some oak. Gary B. What did Gary B. say? What am I looking for? Well, he gave it three and a half. Three and a half on Untapped. And then PDP drank it the 27th of February and just... Well... (laughs) Jason R. gave it a meh. Oh boy, (laughs) looking forward to this one. (laughs) Dun 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 dun. All right, so on to the flavor. Oh, <laughs> that was not what I expected. Okay. Yeah, so what I'm not sure what Greg was expecting. Well, he's composing his thoughts. First thing was the beer is kind of a bit kind of closed off. The low carbonation kind of keeps the flavors sealed in, and it's like so kind of watery on the first sip. I was getting a bit of that Flanders type tartness to it you know a little bit of sweet tart something like that pretty woody lots of kind of sat like resiny like oak like harshness to it and i didn't taste what like the barley wine part that i was smelling in the at least in the first sip so i'm gonna take a second sip and you can go with i wasn't expecting something so i guess sprite like on the flavor almost lemon limeish like a lemon lime soda on the flavor, um, I wouldn't say that's all the component there, but it was it, it immediately like flashed to that that there's something like okay. I was expecting more of a of a sourness and more of this thing that had a little bit more depth to it, and it just kind of tasted soda like the, <laughs> the first thing I had, like it was oversweet and just hmm. a little bit on that almost cotton candy ish too. Really, that's why I was laughing because I was like, maybe I can taste a little bit of like lemon lime in there. It's just kind of playing in with that kind of closed off. I think you may have nailed it more with sweet tarts. It just it just Mm -hmm. has this like this this Halloween candy thing going on. It's also like not big and expressive, right? It's yeah, closed off. It's small, right? Quiet. Yeah. Well, (laughs) meh. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff doesn't know <laughs> my audio turned up like <clears throat> <so> can... oh. no <laughs> sorry <laughs> Jeff ruined another beer by leaving it in the cellar for too long I mean was it all that to begin with I think it was probably better when, when we first had it yeah, it just because it had that sourness to it, I mm-hmm. thought it was something that would age interestingly, but it probably was like not all that alive of a beer. Yeah, it's not so much, I, I should point this out, because you're, you're giving yourself a hard time. It's not that Jeff were another beer, it's time ruined another beer, right? right? It, it's it's well, I, just, I allowed time to do it. It's it's your superpower, and sometimes superpowers <laughs> can be used for good, and sometimes they can be used for evil. evil. Yeah, that's just not worth it. All right. So it is definitely not worth the sobriety. What, 8.5%? Yeah, so it's like... Ugh. <laughs> Greg didn't like it. No. Okay. Well, we still have plenty of, of beer yes, left, yes. so hopefully one of these will, will strike a chord. Goza? Okay. Why not? 
Let's keep going. <laughs> uh, hey, I mean, there are good ghosts out there. This Especially called, now, I expect more ghosts out there to be better because there, there's less of them. Yes, this one's called Hater's Tears. This is from Pizza Boy, Alice of Hampton. I, I didn't know this was a Pizza Boy. Look at that. It is. 5.4% alcohol volume. Smells minerally. Alright, so it is kind of a just lightly hazy gold. Light head. I mean, I like the aroma on that. It doesn't smell like overly sour. It just sort of smells mm-hmm. minerally. There's kind of a lemon zest, lemon pith type aroma on mm-hmm. it. Slight lacto thing, you know, just a little bit low yogurty in there as well. Just, just enough to to give you an idea mm-hmm. what it is, but not like it doesn't feel like oh god, this mm-hmm. is one of those. And then the the kind of signature goza saltiness is mm-hmm. is in the aroma too. You get a little bit. It's not really sea breeze like I think the last one we had, kind of like a coastal sea breeze type thing to it. And this one is I'm not sure how to better describe it, but it's not ocean like. Like a well. I mean, it's the mineraliness, like you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Like I assume what it smells like at the cliffs of Dover. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Two for zero for two. Zero for th- no. four. Zero for three. Zero zero for four. Zero for four. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're really not jiving tonight Mm-mm. with the lineup. We'll change that with the two hoppy beers next. Uh, we'll see. Um, all right. So, you're getting some good tanginess from the, like, kind of a citrusy lemon type thing. Um, almost like candy lemons or... Bitter orange, somewhere in between those two, I guess. And then the sourness, it's pleasant. Hits me a little bit in the back of the throat, which is not necessarily where I am expect the sour to hit me. So that's just kind of a side observation. This tastes like old-ass expired orange juice. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's It's got some citrusy thing going on there. But this lactic thing just does not work with it, and it really, it it, it feels just oh, I'm just not digging it at all. Okay, bummer. Well, I'm a hater. You want? I'll take some more. Yeah. Enjoy. I I don't. I'm surprised you dislike this one so much because it's kind of like it's not like weird, gross yogurt thing in the beer, which some of the goes can be. Right. This it's a different kind of bad. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess kind of, kind of equating it to to orange juice that started the ferment is 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 not. 
too far off, but to me that's like not a like mega negative like right off the bat. Um, it is for me. Hmm. I don't have a ton to say about it though, so I guess I'm just gonna have to move on. No, with this I mean one. you can drink it and enjoy. I'll I'll try to uh, bring it up. There was something I read in, in a beer Reddit. Let's see if I can find the article. Okay. Well, well, we may... oh, you know what? I have a better idea of what we can do. <laughs> it just came to me. <laughs> Did it? Gee, I will bet you it's a song. Maybe. There's the song. Wow. So, hey. We're gonna need more, more beer soon. Or yes. the beer fridge is running low. And like like all the breweries took us off the media sample list. Like we don't get beer from breweries anymore. <laughs> well, you just gotta send out a new batch, I, I suppose. But even Sam Adams stopped sending us beer. Well, they you know people. I know. I'm not complaining. I was yeah. trying to say it in a humorous way, yeah. not in this backhanded <laughs> "stop sending me beer" kind of way. That's not wasn't my intention at all. Um, <laughs> and, and in some sense, like it, it was the 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 getting beer from breweries was was a good thing, particularly when it was harder to get stuff yeah. than it is now. Uh, There's always that journalistic. Yeah, I mean, like I, I prefer more us getting uh, stuff, yeah. so we so we don't even have the appearance of like uh, being influenced. I mean, we try to we indicate whenever a beer is mm-hmm. is provided to us, but. It's always like just that that you don't but have that thing hanging. There's over a really you. good way just to eliminate that whole concept. Yes, and that is to support the show. And we don't want your money. Send it to Amazon. But if you use craftbeerradio.com/slash/amazon, we get like six and a half percent of your money instead of Amazon. Mm-hmm. So it's win-win. All you have to do is start your shopping session at craftbeerradio.com/slash/amazon instead of Amazon's website. Embrace. Shopping, you know you want to <laughs> buy more stuff. Buy more stuff. Rampant consumerism. Yes. Buy a new 4K TV for March Madness or whatever. It will improve your life so much to have that TV. Oh wow! Oh, the things you'll do. <laughs> and just a little bit of that money will help us. Thanks, everybody. Okay, so we have uh, two more beers. These are both ones you picked up last week. Let's do the Odd Side Ales Mosaic Dank Juice. Okay, 100% mosaic hop version of their New England IPA. 7% alcohol by volume, 56 IBU. Have we had Odd Side before? I don't think we have. Doesn't ring a bell to me. Doesn't really look like a new one. Here, let me give you some of the bottom of the can. And it looks like it's getting hazier. There we go. There we go. It's getting hazier. Here, let me pound the bottom of the can and let it all slide out. (laughs) Okay, so that that looks more. Yeah, it was weird (laughs) because it poured crystal clear (laughs) at first. Yeah, well, we kind of talked about that when Hazy's first hit the market, right? Because. New England's first mm-hmm. hit the market, right? Because they had such a terrible shelf life and things like that that you know people were going to have to figure out how to give them some shelf stability, and they'll probably use different mechanisms. And 
you know, so I'm not surprised seeing that this one had definitely some stratification in the can and it was yeah. super clear on top. I mean, this was, uh, this was in the, um, uh, so there, there's a section of, when I was at, the, basically I was, I was at a giant eagle and there's a section where you can get, into, they're sort of like individual cans and stuff and you can get a collection of six for, for a lower price. Uh, but among them, this was at a decent age, right? This was February 5th. Okay. So there were other things that were considerably older <laughs> or yeah. I couldn't tell the age. Right. Where's that side from? Uh, it says there in the front. Yeah. I gotta go to the eye doctor. New Jersey. New Jersey. I have to get bifocal contact sites. Whoa. I know, it sucks. No, this is some Grand Haven, Michigan. Where'd you say New Jersey? I thought, see, that's a bad eyes. <laughs> oh, it must have been... No. Yeah, the Michigan. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, mm. I can still see good far away, but mm. anything in front of me. Mm. Well, it smells nice. All right. Yeah, we got this kind of little little murky. Yeah, not. I mean, like it's it's pretty New Englandy look. It's it, it's got a little bit of that whiteness to it. it. Smells nice. Yeah, got this mosaic thing going on. I'm smelling like a flowery thing. It's almost like there's like wheat flour, like like added to the beer to make it pseudo hazy. Oh, really? That's what I smell. I Interesting. Smell, I smell flour. That would be a reason why it would stratify. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's the first thing I smelled was kind of like brown flour. Hmm. And I don't smell anything that's all that hoppy. I mean, there's a little bit there. But it's not like a delicious mosaic or anything like that. I mean, it smelled, I guess it, it smelled to me more fragrant than the other beers were smelling. Maybe that's what it is. But you're right, I taste it. Yeah. Bad flower to the beer. <laughs> it just, it, it just kind of tastes um, dirty. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if dirty is the right word. It, 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 like there's stuff getting in the way of of tasting other yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Um, Mouth feels weird. Mm-hmm. It's thin, but like chunky. It's. <laughs> has this like. Like the thinness, you can like still tell that it's thin, even though it has that sediment in there, mm-hmm. and it has this kind of mentioned lemon lime soda before. There's something along the lines in the back of this too, right? Yeah, boy, that's disappointing. If that, all right, one beer left. Let's <laughs> see if Greg can find one he likes tonight. Oof. I guarantee you, Lagunitas didn't put flour in their beer. How about that? Let's hope not. Supercluster. Supercluster. Citra hopped. <laughs> okay, here's the here's the marketing speak on this one. Ready? Mm-hmm. A citra hopped mega ale of intergalactic proportions. Hmm. Okay. Intergalactic. Planetary. Planetary. Intergalactic. Microstophic. Uh, 
80% Microsoftic. What? Microstophic. Remember Microstophic from Modicom? And we did this intergalactic oh. Microstophic. Oh, Microstophic. I remember that now, but that was lost to that was that was filed deep, deep away in my brain. <laughs> um eight percent alcohol by volume, sixty IBU. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> smells like the roots of green onions. Ugh. Uh, it's got this sort of copperish, kind of copperish, kind of pale thing going on. Yeah, I get like green onion roots. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a pooper of a show. <laughs> <laughs> Wowie, wow, wow, wow. Oh, okay. Well, let me let me finish the, the, the marketing speak. Okay. That, may, that may tell you something about okay. this beer. Supercluster is a citra-hot mega ale of intergalactic proportions. Everything we've learned about making hop-forward beer, colon, pale, cold, alcoholic, and bitter. <laughs> like space. Yes, but some Lagunitas, like the 12th of Never, and, you know, some of those other yeah. ones are so good. But let's see what this one tastes like. has a... Big, big multi-body. Lots of caramel. I call it pale, but really it has more of a body and sweetness to it than, than being like an ultra-dry pale type mm-hmm. thing. Has So, you know, just because it's multi like that, it has kind of a throwback type IPA type character to it. Yeah, but then it goes, then it goes all sulfury. Well, it is tons of citra. And when you put too much citra, you lose that delicious citrus. Yeah, wow. It it definitely is a throwback where it's like here's here's a you know a like a a beer that you know wussies won't like type mm-hmm. of, type formulation you know. God, is it saying much? This is the best of the night, and I don't like it. Is it the best? It's either this or the Ama Gang. <coughs> I mean, it, it, these are the most like. Mm-hmm. To me, the ones that at least had had the least flaws, I guess. But <sighs> I don't think we've ever had a show like a, this much of a downer. <laughs> <laughs> this many, I think we're gonna have to coin a new law of crappy radio tonight. I don't know what it is yet, but yeah. Well, if you don't have a, a good statement, then yeah. it can't really be a law. Yeah, I know, but it's the kind <sighs> of the the opposite of. The better the beer is, the better the show. Can you turn up the, the audio for me a bit? I believe you're turned up. <clears throat> That's the name of this episode, I believe. Sad trombone. Sad trombone. All right. So I'm going to start from the bottom of the stack. And I'm going to have to put... Dank juice from odd side because I those motherfuckers put flour in their beer. Feels like it. I mean, we don't know for sure. <laughs> it smelled like it. You could taste it. That is just like the cheesy shortcut to yeah. make a cloudy beer. So f them. And then I am going to put. The Terra Incognita in, in Terra Incognito, Nido, Nida, Incognita, 
in fifth place. Just it didn't age mm-hmm. all that well. I think it leaked to a bunch of carbonation, and now that it's almost flat, it's unexpressive. It's not yes. giving off any kind of the character. There's a little bit of neat sourness in there. The oakiness is kind of abrasive. Has this neat old ale type aroma, but that didn't really pay out in the flavor. Um, then, see the next four beers are beers that I thought were fine to good. Or Greg's bars, not not as low as mine tonight. <laughs> um, I probably will put put the Omegang in fourth place. Because it's a style that nobody asked for. It's yeah. like it just didn't give me any kind of comfort. You know, it's not like it was delicious. It's not like it was uh, satisfying in a classic way. Or it was just was... well composed, I guess. Yeah. But it was, it's almost like black IPA, right? Or Cascadian dark ales. It's like another style that really no one asked for. <laughs> All right, and then I the, the put... pre-show beer was the best beer. <laughs> Sam Adams chocolate yeah, buck, right? Sam <laughs> Adams chocolate buck was the best beer of the night. Let that sink in for you. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> I'm going to put the Koenig uh, pills in third place. I well, maybe because I had the chocolate buck residue on the glass. Maybe that's ah. why I liked it so much. <laughs> Um, I thought this one was a decent shelf turd pills, you know, cheap price point. You know, I didn't get as much DMS as Greg did, so I couldn't knock it as much as Greg is going to uh, on that. So for me, it was fine. I'm going to put. I'm going to put the Lagunitas Supercluster in second place. It's fine, it's a citrusy, orangey. Multi IPA, but that extensive use of citra giving you that green onion sulfury thing. It smells like the roots of green onions. It's just not that great. And then the haters' tears. I didn't really have a problem with this goza. I thought it was a interesting goza. Had a big citrusy lemony thing going on in it. You know, Greg described it as orange juice that has turned and started to ferment. Okay. Old ass orange juice. Old ass orange description. Juice. All right. Old ass orange juice. Uh, it worked for me. I thought it had um, a nice sourness, a nice citrus to it. I thought it was a decent beer. Sixth place, I'm going to put the odd side because don't fake it. Make it real. Don't put this flour in your beer bullshit. Yeah. Uh, in fifth place, I'm going to put the Pizza Boy Goza, which I just immediately sort of took a disliking to when I tasted mm-hmm. it, which was not good. Uh, I'm going to put the Koenig in fourth place because same kind of thing. I, I, I immediately sort of tasted the bad mm-hmm. sulfuriness. In third place, I'm going to put Terra Incognita, which I thought was funny. <laughs> uh, in second place, the Amagang, which at least was well made mm-hmm. and similarly the lagunitas in first place which is fine 
<laughs> wow. Yeah, that was... There's the shows where we had, like, low expectations. It turns into an awesome show. And then this show I had moderate to good expectation. And... Well, I think I have the perfect uh, song for the end here. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to email us, email us at the email address, which is beer at craftbeerradio.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the show, and we will be back again real soon. Real soon.